0: strange currencies podcast i'm matt i'm glenn i'm tim hello well hello tim hi glenn thank you for sharing this yerba mate with me oh yeah i needed it are you gonna be able to get to sleep caffeine um yeah
1: i'm tired but i'm just hyped enough from the yerba okay good to to get to make it through the next hour and a half or so well
0: i'm hyped about this um this yearbook album it's on gold vinyl Yerba, yerba mate, yerba, yerba mate. Moody High. Okay. Wait, what? Yerba, Lewis Wayne Moody High, 1967. The album is a yearbook. Yeah. Like that's brilliant. It's
2: pretty is,
0: cool. Is that a real school? Not yeah, a real school. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it <laughs> needs to be.
2: What what uh, what? Glenn is referring to is a, a release from Numero. Numero We've is hyped our hero. Many times on the uh, on the show, we love you, the, Numero. Yeah.
0: Because they're listening.
2: Yeah. Um, we know
0: they sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's it's good. I'm excited to go see it. Off for the oh, fun of oh, numero oh, responses. Go ahead. You,
2: you were you were kind of okay. a little bit dismissive about how how record labels maybe aren't paying attention. Hmm. I I had forgotten to tell you about this when you came in this morning. I was actually contacted yesterday, and I'm not making this up. Shut up. By an Italian record label, no called Misty Lane, Ooh. about using an article that I wrote about the Dovers. Nice for an upcoming reissue of the, the Shut band Up band, on the know, Pressing, a, a new the liner person. notes. Yeah. Nice, which I'm pretty psyched that's about awesome. Of I mean, we've been doing Garage Rock Summer, yeah. all summer, and the Dovers are, are yeah. easily my favorite right. garage band ever. They were a Santa Barbara group from. Uh, sixty-five, sixty-six, are when mm-hmm. their, their four singles came out. And this uh, this label, Misty Lane, put, uh, put this compilation um, out about 20 years ago. And it sounds like they're doing a repress. And yeah, Got guy nice. sent me a, an email yesterday saying, hey, I'd like to use oh, that's awesome. that article. And I said, I can do better than that article. I'll, I'll
0: write something new. I'll write something new. <laughs> so okay. All right. All right. But yeah, right. anyway.
2: Let, let me know if you hear from Gary Young about my
1: Plat, Plant Man article. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Crawford Montezuma's Plant Man article. Uh, yeah. I'm sure Crawford. he would love to, to <laughs> reissue and to put have some, you. Yeah. Vi- uh, some liner I, yeah, notes. Is, in the Is, is that. Plant Man mm-hmm. on vinyl? Oh, you know? I don't know. But it needs CDs, to
2: be CDs, yeah. cassettes, they've got J cards, whatever. Well, yeah. They need to take advantage of the vinyl resurgence and, and press that. That's yeah. Uh,
0: Str- that. Strange yeah. Currencies writers are available for all of your <laughs> la- liner notes needs. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. there it is. So
2: anyway, um what else is going on with you guys?
0: You know, uh, it's it's summer, it's hot. Um, I've done a little bit of traveling. I went to New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, hit up some record shops. You s- went to. Did, did the same did the, in the, the San Francisco, amoeba, Francisco. yeah. Oh, the yeah. amoeba thing. Yeah, um,
2: you know, the more cities I go to, the more I realize that we are just spoiled. So spoiled. This, this is the best record store city. It is. In the no question. I, I do think we should try to do like a. a record store crawl in some of the more accessible cities for us. We should oh, do a, a, like Seattle a Seattle one. Record I think we should do a San Francisco we You We totally you got, do a You've San got Francisco peeps call. in San Francisco. Yeah, we, we could crash. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, so we need to make that happen. All right, let's do um, it. Because, I don't know, maybe, maybe spending a few days really diving might, into might the help. record store culture might allow for a little bit of uh i don't know some of that gap that i perceive between i mean i've lived here for a decade you guys have lived here for longer we've had Time to, to cultivate learn the right. record store culture, and, of, and if you
0: don't like stumble upon the gem, right? You may take some time to unearth it. I, I didn't find yeah.
2: Mississippi records right. for right. like
0: seven years, right?
2: Um, so yeah, no, yeah. It, it took a while. How much money do you think you're gonna spend? in oh, several dear. days, I don't even in wanna, any given yeah. city, <laughs> especially in brutal. San Francisco, yeah. where you gotta like pay to get in and out of the city, basically, right? it's
0: yeah. markup, too. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure that you're not gonna find the cheapest uh copies of. You know, love you.
2: We'll do okay, a record anything.
1: store crawl slash shoplifting adventure.
2: <laughs>
1: Dude, there we go. It's not our city. Erase the tapes. Erase the tapes. <laughs>
2: Adventures in fever. Forget yeah. I said anything. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I mean, if we're not spending money on hotels.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, know, there then, you go.
2: Uh, then just
0: Budget it. There little, it is. Yeah, a little, little yeah. bit of record Come, Coming to a store, you know, a city near you. Mm-hmm. Strange of sees a record crawl.
2: Well, and that's the thing. Maybe we need to just put out a call to our, all of our listeners of, hey, can we crash on, on your floor or couches or, in whatever cities? Would anyone like to murder us? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We,
0: we could We could be travel agents. We could, like, put together a curated, you know, everybody buys in to, you know. Three one free way with three paid. Uh, it sounds like it's a, like a cruise. Like, well it sounds like, like a complicated. book idea. Like, no, it's it's a cruise with all fans.
2: And the beach boys.
0: And the beach boys and the, the Surfer jets. jets. Yeah. There it
2: is. By the way, again Free the Surfer Jets. The, Come, free the surfer Free them, jets. them already. You
0: know, I started
1: following someone on Instagram that I, I realized at some point was uh, like a touring member with the Surfer Jets. I don't know if she's a regular member of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Via Mardot or Via Mardot. Okay. Okay. She makes this, this cool like kind of spooky theremin sort of music. Cool. Nice. uh but yeah and then she posted like here's me with the surfer jets like playing bass in one of those go-go skirts I'm like, oh okay <laughs> okay yeah, that's funny
2: sweet free free the surfer free jets. the surfer jets. they jets. have been chained up in the the hull of that ship for mm-hmm. far too long yes let, let them out, them out. Mm-hmm. let them out they deserve better yeah we should uh we should have the surfer jets on the show sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right, putting the call out again. All right, All right. Um, they'll obviously hear this episode or hear word of it. Well, you know if we yeah. if we tag them. Oh, that's and, true. And you know, free do they the get wifi, jets.
0: Wi-Fi in the hole of the <laughs> Beach Boys cruise uh, yeah,
2: in I'm international already, waters? Yeah, yeah <laughs> w- was that mentioned on the? Uh, mm. I don't know. One, one of the, the Mike Love
0: One of the benefits I'm sure the, the guests
1: Get Wi-Fi But I don't know If the You know Indentured Bands uh, <laughs> I'm sure Bruce Johnston benefit. Has Wi-Fi <laughs> yeah. True Yeah
2: Alright Um Okay I don't know If that I've Other business else. Other What was our last episode Oh uh The Led Zeppelin one
0: Yeah Solid
2: I, Yeah I got no, a <laughs> Perfect I got no episode changes.
0: Well I nope. No corrections yeah. No revisions
2: Alright <laughs> Um, Yeah. Well, hey, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and introduce this week's topic. Back on the Strange Currencies podcast and um introducing our topic for today. This is, I guess, sort of a new new feature, new new series. By the way, we're gonna have more series than we have episodes. Yes. Like we've we've got
1: already <laughs> so this, like this a is dozen
2: a, different series. This is a one-episode series. It, no, we'll come back to it. We can come back to it. Uh so a while back we uh, we introduced a new series. That is, uh, we called "runt of the litter." Yeah, in which we're basically trying to, you know, sort of revive the reputations of albums that are not favorably looked upon by fan bases uh, of those artists, and and really kind of trying to find some perhaps gems that that have been unfairly overlooked. This is sort of a modification of that in a way. Um, we had had very like specific parameters for that uh, for the runt of the litter, like the rate your music score had to be mm-hmm. below three, um, and you know it had to be you know, artists that had you know obviously acclaimed records, and like here was this runt that people have just always said this album sucks. What we're doing, and then we had
0: to save one, adopt one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave it on the leave one on the farm. Yeah, right? whatever. <laughs> something like that in a bag down by the
2: river. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> not, not
0: cool. We're not doing that for this one. Are we gonna?
2: No. So I don't know. Like for this one, basically, we've we've sort of amended things a little bit, and what we're doing on this one is we're really kind of like tackling some albums that are not runts per se, but really divisive,
0: divisive. Some people
2: love them and some people hate them. And, And yeah, like they are sort of WTF albums from, from artists who certainly have a history of acclaim who Definitely have some some duds and, and runs as well too. Yeah. Like all three of these artists that we're going to be looking at today have masterpieces and they have definite runs. Yeah. Right. But these are albums that kind of fall somewhere in that really really divisive middle ground. But people either oftentimes consider them masterpieces right. or just like what the fuck.
0: Yeah. This if if anyone if anyone has ever said what were they thinking?
2: These are these are the
0: albums. albums. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: So uh, we've picked three, which is, you know, what we tend to do with these things, since there are three of us. And we're going to be talking about um, these sort of inadvertently, I guess. These are all albums by, I guess we could say like 60s icons Mm -hmm. that are now happening. um, The the, the three albums that we chose are between 1977 and 1982. I think it's 82. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this sort of five year span that. 83. 83, okay. Five or six years span then that kind of encompassed the real sort of arrival of punk as a thing. And then kind of that that sort of rush of new genres that emerged in the wake of punk. Um, namely, you know, things like new wave and mm-hmm. kind of early synth pop, stuff like that. And so these records kind of are, for context, they're arriving in this really kind of interesting time period in which the cultural musical landscape is shifting quite a bit. And so you have these three iconic artists who are in some ways responding to those cultural shifts with these albums and led their fan bases to definitely say, what the fuck are said artists doing here? So there are some commonalities between these three records for sure. And uh, we are going to kind of dig into each of them. And I, yeah, I don't know that we're like necessarily saying yeah. recommend or don't. Like, what, what side of the argument basically are we coming down on? Right. And, and I don't know. We, we tend to, to say there's three levels like we, we endorse it, we don't like it, or we're like, mm-hmm. we're okay with it. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's where we come down on these. Yeah. I mean, we each sort of chose one. I feel like we might
1: all just end up praising our individual ones. Perhaps. Um, which I is know fine. I am, but then we can do like you know counter arguments mm-hmm. to show the person how wrong they are. about sure. how good the album is.
2: Well, I'm going to be arguing <laughs> with, with one of you on, on one of these. I know. Sure. Um, we've, we've we've had arguments about this album before, which is is kind of sets up the whole thing. Like right. these are divisive mm-hmm. records. Yep. Some people love them, and some people hate them. Yep. Totally. And uh, let's take a really quick break, and we'll come right back and introduce the the first of of those three records. <laughs> On the Strange Currencies podcast today, discussing some, I don't know what we've determined are what the fuck albums. WTF, uh, as, as kids say. Know, That's another podcast, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Glenn, you are going to introduce the first of our WTF albums. All right. So Take we're, ta- it away.
0: we're talking about 60s icons. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, Beach Boys, Brian Wilson, love you is a divisive WTF album it, people have will spin this on expecting um you know surfing USA and this comes on uh, or expecting pet sounds. and this comes on in nineteen seventy seven and there was probably a lot of WTFing
2: yeah, now the beach Boys have made several WTF.
1: Yeah, and this albums. one this one comes after fifteen big ones. Like, Oof. I don't know if people were really expecting another Pet Sounds at this point. Correct.
0: Probably not.
2: But I mean, yeah, fifteen big ones is in and of itself a WTF album. Mm-hmm. They've got plenty. Pretty much all WTF well, albums. Well, I can after explain
0: this. that. That though, that was just a cash grab well, sure. Yeah. tragedy. Sure. But but this is around the this is you know around the era where. You know, Brian's been in, uh, you know a recluse. It's been understood amongst the general pop population that he is going through some stuff, and so. But now Brian's back. Well, so Brian's been back, and there's this push and pull. Is he making music? Is he not making music? Um, are, will we ever see the Beach Boys again? You know, come to their fruition, yeah, and
1: yeah, I got gotcha. you. This
0: album is essentially. Uh, therapy album. Uh, you know, I, I think as the story comes out, eventually these are, these are pieces that Brian Wilson kind of put together under the watchful eye of uh, what's his name? Eugene, Eugene Landy. Landy, Dr. Dr. Quote, quote. Yeah. Evil. <laughs>
2: quote
0: um, and so like basically Brian Wilson here, here's the explanation here brian wilson is having a mental emergency breakdown and here's this guy like forcing him to make music as therapy mm-hmm. and so this is what he comes up with give hey, a give a man a... sounds like it's time for an episode of heroes and villains Ooh, okay, i've been in this town so long in the city. i've been taking
2: All right, it's time for Heroes and Villains, where we discuss the heroes and the villains of whatever it is we happen to be talking about, and... Uh, this is a softball. This is too easy. So so the hero here is, of
0: course... Brian Wilson. Brian,
2: We love you, Brian. We
0: love Brian. We,
2: we know you're listening. Thanks again. Um, <laughs> if we could just give you a big bear hug right now, we would, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah?
2: All right, and the villain here is, of course... Well, I mean, also a- at Brian the Wilson. moment...
0: Wait. At the moment no, it's no, no, Eugene no, Landy no, no, but no, it's no. really the, the villain, villain is Mike, Mike Love, Love. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean
2: look Eugene Landy <laughs> is is human filth but
0: perhaps Mike Love. these are scars of Mike Love. Of Mike Love. Yeah. I mean we, it's we can It's all Mike Love's. Fault. Okay. Well there's a little bit of daddy issues here too. Murray a- Wilson a- is a- some a- to blame for this Love You album WTF but <sighs>
2: We've talked about Mike Love, we've talked stop, about my list before, right? Stop,
0: yeah, stop forcing, yeah. stop forcing Brian to put out music so that you can, yeah. uh, I don't know, uh, relive your glory days or whatever. Yeah, um, and so that's that's what this album is P.S. like. You're
2: bald, yeah,
0: and it. you're terrible, dude. I found an <laughs> awesome, I, I found an awesome quote. Just take off that stupid fucking hat. <laughs> While we're on the subject of Mike Love. Uh, so chatrine was going through the grocery store line and you know, they have those like time magazine, they make those dedication issues that are just, you know, whatever dumb. Well, there's a beach boys one. And so she grabbed it for me. Um, and saw is like, okay, whatever. And you know, nothing new groundbreaking. I haven't heard before or whatever. So I'm flipping through this sitting by the river the other day and I see them talking about love you. I was kind of interested Yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then I found this gem of a quote from Dennis. Um, uh, he said, let's see. Love you for all its warts, vulnerability, rejection of modern trends. Brian Helm's LP uh, in cringe, is cringeworthy in spots. But in 1978, the following year, the band sunk to greater depths when it released MIU, mm-hmm. <laughs> named after Maharishi International University. Yeah,
2: which is... Hey, now Mike Love's in charge of the Beach Boys, and look how well that goes.
0: <laughs> so so we have a Brian Wilson-helmed album in Love You, mm-hmm. followed by a Mike Love-helmed album, M.I.U. Yeah, and uh, which
2: one's better? <laughs> Duh.
0: Here's the quote. That album, referencing M.I.U., uh, Dennis said, is an embarrassment to my life. <laughs> Here's the quote. It should self-destruct. I hope that the karma will fuck up Mike Loves Meditation forever.
2: <laughs> nice, right? So sounds like that magazine was worth it just for that quote. Yeah, right. Yeah. i have
0: done. So MIU is trash. Yeah. Love you is beautiful. It is. There it is. It's a WTF. Okay. Now, now Tim's stop over Tim. there in the corner. Stop that
1: look. <laughs> Being a dick. Stop that look. <laughs> it's time for the divisive part. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I mean the Eugene Landy stuff. If you take that out of take that context away because like not everyone who puts on the record is going to know that. I didn't know that right. necessarily the sure. first time I heard it. Um, it's, it's just really bad and cheesy <laughs> right out the gate. No, yes. right out the gate. Right out awesome. the gate. It's got hey, hey, layers. Hey, hey, and hey. hey. Uh, no, it's bad. <laughs> no, See, it's so awesome. uh, my thought on this album, like, and I do, I have to go through and count, but it is maybe 60, 40 for me, like 60% bad, 40% good. And I, it's one of those weird examples of a record that I don't like very much, but I, I enjoy listening to it. All right, <laughs> maybe I should say I think it's bad, but I enjoy listening to it. All right, tell us which ones are bad, and I'll tell you why okay. you're wrong.
2: Exactly, and I know one of them, and I'm gonna yeah. Go
1: go ahead. <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to say like um you know Brian Wilson writing lyrics, it, they're often sort of childlike. Yes. And and whatever. Once again, but context in the past like say something out of off of Friends, which is one of my favorite Beach Boys albums. Mm-hmm. He'll have these like childish mundane lyrics, but with, you know, really solid music actually going on. And here you've got just. Give a man a amazing.
0: synthesizer bass and <laughs> let it. This is what you get. This uh, is groundbreaking stuff.
1: OK, here, here's the, the ranking. So i got the track listing here. Number one, let us go on this way. Amazing. Bang. Amazing. Bang. amazing. Amazing. Terrible.
2: That's the one with the haze. Yeah.
1: Mike Love co-wrote it, so. Well,
2: he also co-wrote All I Want to Do, apparently, which is is mm.
0: No, he didn't. He, he did here. All I Want to Do, right. which is awful. Roller Skating Child. Bad.
2: Yeah. Wait, all right. Okay.
0: Now, that one, I'm willing to. Okay. Counterpoint. Go. Counterpoint. Here it is. I, because I'm with you, it's creepy. He's singing about a roller, a uh, kid. Uh, uh, his own kid? Daughter? I don't know.
2: No, no, that's later. Okay, oh, wait, wait. roller skating. Yeah, that's skating. What I wanna pick
0: you up. Roller skating child is creepy. It's Oh, it's creepy. It's it's about a, a crush on a little girl <sighs> who's roller skating. But counterpoint, this is not a middle-aged man writing this song. This is a middle-aged man having a breakdown, <laughs> thinking back on when he was creating music as right. a teenager, as a, as a, in the voice of a, a teenage sure. boy. And so here's a teenage boy having a crush on the mm. girl at the roller skating rink and wanting to like, sure. you know, when the mom's not looking, go sneak away and do... <laughs> teenage boy things. Well
1: but here's but my whole remember this whole perspective is with no context really. Like I don't know if he's having a Ooh, mental there breakdown. you go.
0: Context, great
1: <laughs> Still bad,
0: uh, Mona. Bad,
1: amazing, love. awesome, bad. Bad. I, awesome. I, I love that Hooky. song. Repetitive, no. Mona, yeah, if is... you like one hook over and over a hundred times, yeah. yeah,
0: because you're obsessed with the woman, and it fits. <laughs> it's,
1: it's all comes together. Yeah,
2: It's this perfectly like circular. Oh, it's, it's such a great song. Awful. I love that song. And then there's just like that totally bizarre Phil Spector reference as it's fading out. It's not like... bizarre. It's just another stupid lyric in a stupid <laughs> song. <laughs> oh, it's it's amazing. She she
1: likes Spector specter or she he knows she's he knows gonna like, she's Phil gonna Spectre, like Phil Big yeah, maybe anyway uh johnny carson bad but i love it okay <laughs> so this is
0: the ultimate like the I,
1: ultimate childlike weird song like, why is he writing a song about johnny carson Be- because someone dared him to is that true i don't
0: know it what, sounds what like it come? it sounds like i dare you to write a song about johnny carson okay our Johnny Carson, he's a good because guy. He spent what, the better the part of a
2: decade in bed, and right. so like watching the right, Carson right, right, show right. was like the thing that he could do.
0: And the don't you think
2: he's
1: such a natural guy? It's like <laughs> natural—that's the adjective you use. Like, okay, again, again, yeah, yeah, it's we easy going with the guests. Sure. So, yeah. Again, I,
0: I see these mm-hmm. as sure, sure. A, Let's not a, say that after every single one. <laughs> no, I'm just saying these are these are his like. Sure. Today I'm waking up and I'm gonna write a song today. Right.
1: But busy doing nothing does that way better on yeah. Friends. Anyway. Uh Johnny Carson though does has have, have better musicality. I actually do kinda like that weird like bum, mm-hmm. bum 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 bom bum bom and it has that sort of breakdown, that bonk bonk where it yeah. just kinda gets uh minimalist. Yeah. Uh it's playful. Good time is good. Great. It's the best yes. one on the album yep. for me, but that's because it
2: was recorded in 1972. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and you, you can hear a little bit more like musical... Mm, yeah. Engagement maybe is right, the, the right. right way to put it. There, there's more mm. just stuff happening in that one. Right, yeah. yeah. Everything about it is... It feels
0: really out of place in oh, this Oh, come album. on, number six honking down the highway amazing Bad, but i also kind of love it yeah. <laughs> honking, honking down, down, the down the gosh, gosh darn highway and it's another one in, in, in the honk 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 down, down, down the highway, highway. Uh, okay.
1: yeah it's ooh i left out some bottled water for the amazon driver hope they uh hope okay. it's still cold uh, mm-hmm. i'm a good person anyway good um i just saw my my doorbell camera doorbell. pop up oh, yeah.
0: okay
1: uh ding dang also Mm. bad but that also wasn't really like a song song like they were just like doing coke all night or something staying up all night doing some stupid shit and then they they took part of that recording and like threw it on the end of this side
2: apparently Brian was like obsessed with it though he played it for hours and hours and hours yeah yeah. Um, amazing I
1: do like side two quite a bit better I like solar system very cool song Uh, I like the night was so young the night was so young is amazing yeah that that is that's a classic it's really kind of a night and day thing with the sides on this for me Mm -hmm. um because that one, I'll bet he's nice is good. Yeah, very good. Um, I can't, I can't think of what. Let's put our hearts together. That's the one like. with, um, uh, with
2: his wife, or I think soon to be ex-wife. Uh, okay. It's basically, right. yeah. Um, this I'm, sort of. I'm sure I like it. Yeah, it, it's cool. Uh, that whole trilogy actually, uh, sure. it's, it's been referred to uh, in other places. as this sort of the mature three mm. songs of the album? Yeah. The night was so young, I'll bet he's nice, and let's put our hearts
1: oh, together. Oh, and solar system. All great. Solar system, going back to that, is also one of those kind of childlike, mm-hmm. lyrically sort of childlike, like. The Planets. If blah, blah, blah. Mars
2: had life on it. I might I find might my wife on it. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it's Brilliant. good. It's like, I don't know. There's, it's, it's, the musicality is solid. Are you really listening
0: to Brian Wilson for the lyrics? Yes. No.
1: Uh, well, I mean, if they're funny. Um, so I want to pick you up as the one that's... Like, Dennis wrote it, I think, about his baby daughters. Yeah. Right. right. That yeah. one's and it's this like, one's pat, cring. Pat, cring. pat her on her yeah. butt. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't want to think about you mm, patting a it, baby's butt. Yeah. That one's weird. Airplane, another childish song that I like. Um, it's a good, like, I literally, this is one of my airplane albums so when I'm flying. Yeah, yeah, right. And when we're coming in for a landing, okay. I like to, you know, put, put that it on. on. All right. Uh, and I then, need
0: an airplane playlist. And Love is mm-hmm. a Woman I
1: like also. It's, mm-hmm. um, no, I like it. It's solid. This whole second side, I really do like. Even I Want to Pick You Up, I don't mind it as a song. It's kind of weird subject matter wise. But, uh, so maybe it's 60-40 good to bad for me. Not the other way around. It's amazing.
0: It's amazing. I, love <laughs> it. I love it. It's a good one to put on.
1: Like I said, I enjoy listening to it, even, even right. the songs I don't like.
2: It, it's fantastic. It, it's such this, like, pure... And, mm-hmm. and I know that's sort of the reductive yeah. way that people will talk about Brian as well, too, which is is problematic, I think, in some ways in which you go about it. But it, it is this, like, pure artistic expression of where he was at the time. Sure, And it, it is... Heartwarming, and it's also mm-hmm. when you take in the context, a little bit fucked up and disturbing too, mm-hmm. because you realize the the sort of levers that are being pulled behind yeah. him that are extremely problematic. But yet he is still putting out this very again sincere sure. piece of music that that captures still a, a brilliant mind, but one that's going through some some shit. And,
0: and here's the other thing: I, it, I think it pre presages a little bit this whole era of moving into the 80s of like synthesizers and what's happening with some of these other albums we're going to talk about like what do you do when you give an old musician a new toy or a new you know Mm -hmm. you hear a lot of bass synthesizer in this and okay
1: i was gonna ask is is there really much synth but i guess the bass yeah yeah,
0: yeah, a lot of and and, Mm -hmm. which is you know that i can see brian kind of like toying around with this as a novelty kind of, Ooh, what, what could we do with this? And, you know, I think it's,
2: it's fun. It's great. I, uh, pulled up rate your music to, uh, to just look at the track listing here and see what the ratings were for some of the songs as well too. Um, and it's actually like the, the top review on there right now, just the most recent one. Um, the guy says like pet sounds drawn with crayons. Ooh. I think it's actually really kind a of a good, a good way of, of putting it. You yeah. know, if if pet sounds is something this something drawn with a meticulous <laughs> masterpiece that everything's in its right place yeah. and it's like this photorealistic childlike version right. of, of you know growing up, then love you, yeah. It, it's that yeah. both crayons. All right. And it's, it's amazing. It's it great. Is.
0: It's great. It's okay. Better than MIU. Well, I've never even heard that one.
2: Yeah. I, don't, oh, I, I don't want
0: to. Bad. Don't, and yeah, don't. It's, it's bad. Now like, I have to listen
2: everything to it. after Love You is bad. Yeah. Everything.
0: This, yeah. Yep. Um, Yeah. This is the last Beach Boys album. I don't know
2: what you're talking about. <laughs> right.
0: No, Surf's Up is the last Beach Boys album. Mm. This is this, the, is, this, this is, is, the is a the Wilson Brian Wilson, Wilson solo album. Solo joint? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I mean, so we didn't really talk about There was sort of a concurrent solo album by Brian that is even weirder <laughs> mm, than this one. Yeah, yeah, but I like it. What's it called? Adult, Adult Child, Child. Adult yeah. Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which wasn't really actually released. Right. Um, it's on, on YouTube time. right now. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, this this is a great album. It, it is. It's really... Great.
0: Yeah, yes, I'm going to say it that it's
2: great. I don't know, I, man. I, I'm willing to push it up into four and a half out of five realm wow. on the Rate Your Music Scale just because it's so unique. It's... It's endearing. It just has this charm about it yeah. that is—you're not gonna find it
0: anywhere I else. I mean, charm
1: is different from
2: quality.
1: I don't know. Four point five.
0: That that might be a bit.
1: <sighs> is it better than? Is it really better than Vitology? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh yes. dear! Yes, yes. No, oh. I would say I would Maybe. say yes. Is it really better than Three uh, Elevens Transistor? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Whatever.
2: It, right. it's great. We're gonna have to see uh, how it and compares I will, to these I will other say, albums of, of we're the talking three about albums today, that we're talking about. Today, I, it's my favorite. It's yes. my favorite
0: too. Yep. Love yeah. the three. All right. Well, there it is.
2: All right. Well, hey. Uh, any final thoughts here?
0: Mm-mm. I love you, Brian. <laughs> I'm gonna go um, uh, listen to Brian softly at the piano. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, no
1: thoughts. My thoughts have been well established. <laughs> Yeah, and they suck.
2: Because you know, it? like Mona. All right, like, song. we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with our uh, our second one.
1: back to the Strange Currencies podcast. This is Tim. Uh, I'm going to toss to myself and talk about my album now. Wait. Wait. wait, No, is that not what we planned on? I'm
0: sorry. Uh, Just kidding. You're setting the bar low for me, Tim. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Here's
1: Matt to talk about the second WTF (laughs) album of the episode. Hi, Tim. Hi, Matt. Oh, the Choco Taco is dead. Oh, that's true, but Salt and Straw
2: has a version. They do, yeah. Okay. It's called the Chocolate (laughs) Toccolate. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dumb name. Anyway, go ahead. Right. Anyway, uh, that was very timely. Yeah. And actually, we are, uh, this is going to be our timeliest episode ever because I'm planning on editing it tomorrow and putting it out the right. next day. Okay. So uh, usually we record these like, I don't know, yeah. a week before they actually go out. So, yeah.
0: Hey, good. Turn the around. The Choco Taco news might still be relevant. <laughs> it might Two still days be fresh, from is okay. what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so, our second 60s icon who makes a WTF album. Mr. James McCartney, sir, better better known as Paul, apparently, S- S- sir Paul, sir Paul McCartney, S- sir James Paul, sir, sure, sir, sure, okay, all right. <laughs> Is what? Paul his middle name? Apparently, yeah, uh. right. That's what Wikipedia James says James Paul. Yeah. James is hey,
0: his Hey, that's real... like me. I'm just Or maybe he,
1: he doesn't have the knighthood. Maybe he, someone he just calls himself Sir James. No, as like a title. Maybe that's the his queen,
0: title. he and the queen are tight. He is the James. They're like buds. Yeah.
1: Well, she's almost dead. so... Oh.
0: hey, easy to Well, say. Hey,
2: Paul McCartney as we all know died in 1965 that's true. or 66 yeah. in a motorcycle accident really? and was replaced by a reptilian William Campbell, aka oh. Billy Shears, and, ooh, that's and you right. know has been living a AKA lie. Aka, this first. is all um, McCartney. Yeah, this is all. This, this is all factual. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. It's agreed upon. It's you good. know, if we Understood. were a conspiracy theory podcast, we'd probably get even more listens. Just putting that ooh, out there. okay. Yeah,
0: and uh, get Alex Jones on here.
2: <laughs> Some things you just can't joke. Is about. this the
0: worst Paul McCartney album? Fuck <laughs> that.
2: Noise. will Let the man pitch yeah. the album. First. All right. First okay. off, okay, we haven't even introduced the album. Okay. <laughs> okay. We are talking about Paul McCartney's McCartney 2, the uh, decade later sequel to McCartney, now referred to McCartney as One. McCartney 1. Mm-hmm. And it has since been, been recently, actually, the last couple of years, uh, followed up by, get this, McCartney 4. Four. Really? Yeah. How did that yeah. Oh wait, no, I, I think he went. I think he went three. He didn't quite go that uh. w, WTF. Uh, McCartney two. This is a totally totally divisive record. Comes out in 1980. McCartney had recorded it um, in the summer of 1979. He claims that there wasn't a direct specific set of influences. It was just he was toying around with new ideas and and again kind of like that. Hey, let's give a new toy to uh, to an old guy or whatever. But this album is, is clearly heavily influenced by what's going on in the, the new wave world at the moment. Mm-hmm. Definitely a talking heads vibe. Track one. Certainly mm-hmm. coming up, Absolutely. yeah. The first first song and, and single is is totally got a talking heads vibe. All kinds of, you know, craft work kind of uh, sounding um, instrumentals on on here as well, too. So it's certainly being informed by the happenings in pop music at the time. And when it comes out is just panned by Do you by think critics. it's possible that he had traveled into
1: the future and heard TLC's Waterfalls and then decided that he wanted to be the one to like influence that? So he was influenced by the 90s and he influenced the 90s? <laughs> okay. are, are we in allowed, time, to, lose, are we we allowed to talk
2: about how terrible of a song No Scrubs is? Uh, uh No, we're talking about Waterfalls. I, I, I'm just saying, you, you brought up TLC. Uh, and the reason why this is on my mind, I guess, is uh, my wife and I were in, in San Francisco the other day and we were in an Uber and nothing ruins the vibe of a cool city more than <laughs> than Uber driver music, right? Mm. And No Scrubs was playing mm. on on the the radio in this uh, in this Uber that we were in. That song's fucking terrible. I don't know. Mm. It would probably give me some nostalgic vibes if I heard it now. Ugh, opposite for me. Okay, so when that out... I don't know. What was it? Like 99 or I, something? I was like a, a 19-year-old college kid. A 19-year-old working full-time putting myself through college and like the most inescapable in America, a song in America at the time was how poor guys can go fuck themselves. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Like fuck that noise.
1: <laughs> but okay. anyway, anyway, waterfalls, S- speaking if they were of, really, if they were really influenced by this song, they would have called it. Don't go chasing polar bears. Oh, as okay. per the lyrics of the Paul McCartney okay. Waterfalls. Because he says, don't go jumping waterfalls and yeah. don't go chasing polar, polar bears. Polar bears, okay. Would have been a better
0: title. When I dragged my daughter into a New Orleans bar, the cover band was playing um, TLC's Waterfalls. Excellent. So that was,
1: you know. Let's not elaborate at all on that. Okay. your daughter going into a bar.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> the <laughs> bouncer told us we had to. Oh,
2: wow. And, um... and he bought her a shot. It's really weird. <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So this album is like totally Pam when it comes out. Um, was not a commercial success, really either. It did spawn, um, though, one of the most inescapable, regrettably inescapable songs for for many people. Recorded during the same sessions as McCartney, too. Oh, was wonderful Christmas time. Yes, which is a good song. I like it. I don't. I don't despise it in the way that other people do. But I have never really worked retail, so I guess. Oh that God, might, yeah. That, yeah, that would make a difference mm. for yeah. sure.
0: Um, but is anybody calling this McCartney's worst album? No, they shouldn't be. Right. But but, but yet why is this the WTF then? Well, first off, it's of, fucking
2: weird. Okay. Of temporary Secretary.
0: Okay? Yeah, Temporary Secretary okay. is okay. the uh, yep. music. So that's my that's my question. My question is Well, if
1: you were a Paul McCartney fan and you put this on, you'd
0: be like what the fuck. Yeah. Okay, but there is someone out there I don't know who this person is, but someone out there, temporary secretary is the pinnacle of music.
2: I have a friend who really likes that song. I I legit love it.
0: I I, want to meet that person. He he
2: played it, um, when did I see McCartney? It was 2016, 2017, somewhere pre-pandemic. Everything's all the same anymore um the before times yes and he played temporary secretary and i was the only person probably in in moda center who was like fuck (laughs) yeah he's playing temporary secretary like
1: synth and stuff or did it was he did he adapt it a little bit
2: it it was adapted to a to a band i mean Uh it had definitely yeah those those synth elements but yeah Yeah, i I had to have been Mm -hmm. the only person in that audience who was super super psyched (laughs) that he was playing temporary secretary um i think it's a pretty badass song. Yeah, actually. I do like it. <laughs> yeah.
0: so, but someone for them it's their it's their favorite song of all time. Um and that's yeah. the kind of person that, I want to yeah, hang out that's with. That's reasonable, yeah. Yeah. All
2: right. yeah. Um all right, so we've already talked about kind of the two big songs. The for the first two, coming up is is a legit oh, earworm.
1: Yeah, and I was going to say
2: I, I, this is like a Mandela
1: effect moment because I could have sw- could have sworn that there was a band that had coming up like did a cover of that and it was a big hit in in America. There was who was it cuz it's not mentioned on the wikipedia page the band was wings oh did it they was have a, a live cover?
2: version of coming okay. up that was actually the the hit interesting in america I mean, and and yeah the, that must be it yeah
1: cuz i like i it took me two times hearing this song, this version of it, before I realized I recognized it, but mm-hmm. I didn't recognize this version. So that yeah. must be it.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was sort of appended to the album. It, it was sort of a bonus mm. um, single that that actually came with it, I, I believe, in the U.S. Because oh, cool. that ended up being the one, yeah, that radio kind of picked up on more so than the mm-hmm. the studio version. Okay. So there's your that's answer. It's a catchy yeah. song, and that's it a pretty is. straightforward song too. This is like
1: the normal song before it gets really weird with Temporary Secretary, mm-hmm. and everything else is kind of it kind of
2: goes back and forth. Yes. Yeah, the only thing that I, I would like to be a little bit different about this record is I just wish it would lean into that weirdness a little bit more. Cause like yeah. the very next song after temporary secretary is on the way, which is sort of this like, I don't know, kind of eh, yeah. bluesy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it leans into that, that sort of, again, kind of electronic stuff and even sort of ambient at, at points, I think it's like really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned waterfalls. That was uh, apparently the the third single for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that's a pretty cool song. I, I like it. Uh, but I really, really love um, two songs from the the second side: "Summer's Day" song, which is very, very like Brian Eno esque, mm-hmm. um, and then "One of These Days." Uh, the closing track mm-hmm. is, is also excellent. Uh,
1: I have to. I can't think of how those go right now, but. Um... Yeah, I think when I, I only listened to this a couple times, and I think by the time I got to Side 2, or like halfway through Side 2, I was just getting a little fatigued with it, mm-hmm. so I, they probably didn't stick in my head. Um, bogey music uh, is weird.
2: Yeah, that's the low point for me. Yeah,
1: it reminds me of the opening scene of um, Mulholland Drive, uh, David Lynch's Mulholland mm-hmm. Drive. It starts out with this like weird like swing dancing montage but it's like unsettling because it's David Lynch. And this is something about this. It's like, it's just kind of like boom, 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 boom. But then the vocal has that like extreme echo on it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you're like trying to dance on mushrooms or something like that. Okay. So I
2: don't know it, if that's good it, or bad. It, to, to me, it sounds like one of these things, it should have been like a minute long interlude and right. then it goes on for three and a half minutes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, this is one of the things I think about when we look at all three of these albums is context is everything and you mm-hmm. say you try and listen to love you mm-hmm. outside of the context of it but I think that's kind of what's interesting when we say yeah. this is a, a, a WTF album it's because the context it's because you know people are used to McCartney whatever their expectations right. are. They're mm-hmm. they are they're getting wings and now all of a sudden wings is over and here's the next iteration of McCartney's offerings mm-hmm. and this is it and I think we are at a different point in time now removed from all of this. And so maybe we're a little bit more amenable to mm-hmm. synth pop, new wave. Yeah. We've been through that. And now when we revisit this, that, that, you know, all that context now allows us to see this for it's maybe just what it is. It's like,
1: there's kind of like two kinds of context. I think there's the context that, uh, in which it was recorded like Mm -hmm. why are they doing this Mm -hmm. and then there's the context of it within their catalog so like the one i'm going to be talking about is like seems very out of context for the artist but if you learn a little bit about the backstory it Mm -hmm. kind of makes sense so there's like it's kind of a double thing
2: yeah, McCartney 2 is is definitely a sequel to McCartney 1 because they were made under similar contexts. You've got him being in a band that's on the verge of of mm-hmm. essentially breaking up. He he recorded he records McCartney 1 before the Beatles actually broke up, mm-hmm. and it was the release of that that kind of was the the signal like mm-hmm. hey, Beatles are are kind of done here. Um but he's he's kind of recording it in this I don't know, crisis of confidence or something, where where his beloved successful band is is mm-hmm. essentially being taken away from him in his mind, and he's like, "What do I have to do? I want to get back to the elemental like idea of myself as a musician, as a songwriter, as a mm-hmm. performer." Mm-hmm. And then you've got McCartney too. I don't know that I would say Wings were necessarily beloved, beloved, but they yeah. were definitely successful. Yeah, and now he's kind of going through that same thing. They hadn't yet broken up officially, but things were kind of. Fallen Apart There, and and he makes this record that is, I want to get back to the sort of elemental be, me being myself, but I'm also doing that in a very, very different kind of context mm-hmm. now, because the world has sort of moved on to a different kind of music than what Wings was doing. And so he's trying, I think, in a lot of ways to sort of stay relevant mm-hmm. um, with that, and, and it is sort of one of those kind of crisis mm-hmm. yeah. of confidence records that I think when it came out at the time probably people were like okay here you're trying to cruise on the coattails of a new scene but I think again like love you it's got this sort of endearing charm because at the core of it mm-hmm. it's a great songwriter
0: mm-hmm. messing around with some new right. toys new stuff. Yep. and and which sounded weird at the time but now we it, where it's not so weird to our ears yeah.
1: I don't see I going back to temporary secretary I like it a lot sort of I guess out of context but I feel like if he's if he was trying to like go for a certain like I don't know who, who was necessarily imitating or if he was or influenced by for that particular song, but I feel like like it's kind of a failure to achieve something in that genre that mm. is appealing to people because it's it's weird. It's like it's like the weird little boop, 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 boop. yeah. Uh, it's not easy to just take in on the first listen. No, yeah, it's great, but like. <laughs> I feel like he, he was reaching for something he didn't quite make it but or he didn't achieve that but he achieved something different that was more unique mm-hmm. and like it's still a success in a way but I don't know if it's what it, he was going for Tim, maybe, maybe it
0: was Tim this this podcast is called Strange Currencies <laughs> We're not talking about the things that are like pop accessible that everybody loves. I know, but I'm on saying on first taste.
1: If, if we're talking about him We're embracing to... the
0: weirdness though. Yeah. That's my point. The, uh, the 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 quirkiness of it is what makes it
1: Well, that's why I say I like it. Okay. I'm just saying like um if he yeah, if he's trying to
0: make a hit because a that's hit what in, kids are listening to yeah, today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. right, yeah, right, yeah. right. So then he failed in it. that regard, mm-hmm. but
2: but sure. oddly enough like tosses off in five minutes one of the biggest hits of his entire career. Right. With this, <laughs> the you Christmas. know, yeah, the, the yeah. Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, wonderful Christmas time which is, is just sort of crazy and bizarre but yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the, uh,
1: the album cover for this because uh, he just looks surprised and <laughs> kind of annoyed. It's sort of like if you think of this as being like uh, if you don't know the context and you look at that album cover and you listen to the album it, it kind of makes it seem like someone or like a record label or somebody was like, Come on, make an album and he's like,
2: Fine. Just leave me alone. Hey, 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 hold on. <laughs> Sounds like it's time for an episode of Sound of Vision. What? time for Sound of Vision. This is where we discuss all things aesthetic using the scale provided to us by David Bowie. The highest rating you can get is? Low. David Bowie's masterpiece. The lowest rating you can get is? Never let me know. In which he absolutely let us down. David, <laughs> come on. No, I won't go too hard. All right, uh, and then there's a comfortable middle ground. Let's, Let's dance. dance. You know, we're all right with it. We can live with it. Don't love it. Don't hate it. Um, okay, so we're talking album art. Tim, you have already brought up mccartney too so we'll do that before we go back and talk about Mm -hmm. love you's cover um go ahead i just think it's funny so i don't know if that necessarily makes it like
1: low like a good aesthetic or good design um and there was kind of a whole thing in the 80s this was 1980 but like with like just the the face of the person Mm -hmm. like phil collins was the maybe the worst one
0: about
2: Mm -hmm. it so i don't know i would give it a let's dance it's um, low for me. It's low, yeah. It's every, low. Okay. And here's the reason why it's low. First off, it's just amazing. Yeah. Because it c- completely matches the sound of the album. Yep. But the other reason why it's low is every time I'm in a record store and I'm flipping through the racks and I see it, I just cannot help but smile. <laughs> okay. And and it puts me in a good mood every time I see it. And then it also reminds me, I really, really like this album. Mm-hmm. I want to go
0: home and listen to it. Um, and, so it, and, it's a low. And, and if you want to, if you want to, there's the shadow it's the shadow to the left two and shadows. to the right. Two yeah. shadows. Mm-hmm. You've got the past, the future. If you want to, like, dig into the I, there's there's some you know there's some symbolism there.
2: Yeah. All right. I I prefer to think of it as just the, somebody really quickly catches him off guard. Right. Was this, there was no thought. <laughs> uh, put no into thought it at all. Which, which yeah. it's like what? Are it we taking very, an album cover photo now? Very yeah. candid. Yeah. yeah. So. Up against the wall. Um, all right, so uh, let's go back really quickly uh, since we're still, you know, talking about sound and vision here, and uh, discuss Love You's cover. Uh, I like it. I mean, it reminds me of like a cross
1: stitching or crochet pattern yeah. or something like that. It's very um, cozy. Yeah, it's like a rug.
2: Yeah. Um, Lowest
0: of lows. Yeah. Lowest oh, of no. lows. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, was, I this... was about
2: to just say, "Let's dance." No,
0: it's 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 uh, it's beautiful. I, it makes me want to cry. I don't know. I I,
2: okay. I, I can I can accept this actually.
0: I, I I love the cross stitch. I love the pixelated nature of it. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, the hominess. I love the um, attention to detail. You know, to mm-hmm. embroider something like yeah. this well, takes we, a lot of time and mundanity.
2: You know. You know what it reminds me of? Look behind you. Glenn no lower
0: <laughs> so this is an afghan
2: yeah it was uh, made for me by my great grandmother yeah and whenever I see that album cover I uh, I kind yeah. of think of yeah it's a blanket yeah. that's okay. what it is like and it's warm it's cozy. Somebody
0: lo- so you know what somebody yeah. labored it's low somebody labored over this cross stitching pattern here mm-hmm. for you yeah they were thinking about you they as they you, and weaved here's... all of these things yeah Th- and brian made mm. this album cover for you tim did do you know like i, brian, have, I loves have you home. why don't
1: you
2: love him back is
1: it a photograph of an actual stitched thing i don't know it doesn't matter it's the it's, <laughs> the it's the it's the premise sure yeah yeah no i'll give it i'll give it a low or at least a let's dance and a half if that, doesn't <laughs> that doesn't exist that doesn't exist Let's dance it's, low. Twice. it's low. It's low. It's low. It's low. Yeah. low. Uh, sure, it's low. You,
2: you convinced me. Yeah, it's low. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that was a good episode of uh, Sound and Vision. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, back to McCartney, too. Any uh, any final thoughts?
0: Like so. Um, yeah. <sighs> Uh, racist, much? Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: that that song title really sucks. Uh, What's
0: up with that? Like, is McCartney no,
2: like? I don't know. There's all this speculation that it, it was a reflection of his animosity towards Yoko Ono, and I, oh, I don't, I don't even that, want oh, to think about that's that. Awful, no. Yeah, I there's got
0: to be some WTF. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't
2: like that. I, I wish that didn't exist. I, I, feel I don't like, hate that um... song
1: though. Um, it's. There, there was certainly a, you know, casual racism. Sometimes people didn't realize they were doing it back then, so that might be part of it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know that, um, what's the Pete Townsend album that's called, like, something about Chinese yeah, eyes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has since said that he regrets that title. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Not okay. to excuse anything. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, the only other thing I want to bring up, at least in terms of this album, we, we drew a parallel between it and McCartney 1. There's also an, a parallel, I think, that can be drawn between this and another Paul McCartney album that we've not, I don't think, ever discussed on the podcast before. Ram. Now, Glenn, you're a, a
0: fan I of Ram. I am a fan of Ram. I
2: like Ram, yeah. Yeah, okay. Ram is great. Yeah. Uh, generally I generally acknowledges a classic today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe fifteen years ago it was like maybe in a position where McCartney two is now where people are what do you mean? But Paul McCartney made a good oh, solo really? album that isn't banned on the run. Interesting. Um but like I don't know. I, I think McCartney two has this sort of trajectory in which it's I think it's on the way to becoming discussed, perhaps in the same way that Ram is. Ram was very much in line with kind of this bedroom pop indie thing mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. was sort of right at the the sort of forefront, mm-hmm. I think, of, of the music scene, say, fifteen years or so ago. Mm-hmm. And it kind of got adopted by another generation of right. musicians, particularly musicians yeah. and music fans, but musicians and music fans who said, "Oh, McCartney's doing this sort of homespun." thing that is very much in vogue now and people just completely totally trashed it at the time but now we we kind of have come to, to love this album as sort of this lost classic I think McCartney too is sort of in that same position right now that Ram might have been, say, 15 years or so ago, in which a lot of Mm -hmm. younger people today, I have noticed younger people in particular, like, really have gravitated towards this record. I
0: can totally see that happening. That's what I was talking about. uh, Temporary
2: Secretary fits into the whole, like, meme culture. Like, there there are plenty of memes out there about it, in fact. But Hmm. it it is sort of this album that, that... kind of speaks to that sort of, I don't know, just sort of general what the fuck nature of, I don't know, the weird surrealist meme culture thing sure. that we live in today. Like that album cover and and some of the music on it. It just yeah. sort of fits in with that, like, I don't know, sort of what the fuck nature of... of...
0: And, and, and yeah, there is something about um, that bedroom pop kind of adopting ram what's the next one that's going to adopt mccartney too i can totally see that i was in jackpot records the other day um have you seen this um jackpot the ram Re- project yeah the ram project yeah david depper Dang. um you know yeah. you you see death death cab for cutie doing a, a a tribute album to that and that that makes sense those are the the things what's the next who's the next artist that's going to take on McCartney too, and is going to bring it back in the next five, ten years. Which uh,
2: means in another decade, everybody's going to really, really be into the much maligned give my regards to Broad Street oh, uh, motion picture soundtrack that let's, McCartney let's did not, in 1984. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Or off <laughs> the ground from 1993. Uh, <laughs> Did, has Death of a Ladies Man had this moment yet, Leonard Cohen? Leonard Cohen. Um, uh, I don't know that it's
1: had its. It's according to him in this in the documentary uh, I'm Your Man. He says like the punk rockers liked it,
0: uh, like when that. it was
1: I think when it was new or maybe maybe well I forget what year it came out but once they got a hold of it they decided they that it was cool because it, it's pretty different from his other oh, stuff. yeah, yeah. It's Phil, Phil Spector produced yeah. and all that. I like
2: that one. One of many albums in which Phil Spector apparently pulled a gun on the uh, the artist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that guy. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Final final uh, thoughts here. What what would your rating be for McCartney two? That's a four star. I don't know.
0: Not as good as Love You's four star.
2: I didn't spend as much time listening to it as I did for my pick, so okay. I, I don't know if I can really give it an honest rating. It, it's a heavy four for me. Okay. Like. I think it again is one of those records that in time I, I could see being a four and a half. But it, it, it's a heavy four. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, we're gonna take a break and we'll uh come back with Tim's pick. <laughs>
0: All right, here we are. It's time for the final selection of our WTF trilogy. But what show is it, Glenn? This is the <laughs> This is the Strange Currencies podcast, which makes sense because we, we're talking about strange albums today.
1: Also, I guess you don't really have to identify like it's a podcast. People are listening to this the, voluntarily. N- nobody,
0: nobody like paused and went to mm-hmm. go to the bathroom and right. get chips and. During the commercial break, that that's not a thing. Where
1: no one got into their car and turned on the radio, and this no. is just starting halfway right, through. Right, exactly. Yeah. You're,
0: you're listening through. Don't they I mean, stuck the...
2: around to listen to that sweet, sweet royalty free music? We just take
0: <laughs> we just take breaks so that we can like you know talk shit about royalty Tim free to us. If, you, if the... we ever
1: get an advertiser, we're gonna go back and insert ads. There we in go. All these
0: breaks. There we go. Anyway, all right. What do we? What, what's our final album, Tim?
1: Uh, final album is Trans by Neil Young. Mm. It's a fascinating pick. I had never heard this before.
0: Mm. Uh, Neither had
1: I. Right, but uh, Matt suggested it, and I listened to it, and I I liked it immediately.
0: Wow. Okay. So, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. for, and the, it's a little tough to to like be able to listen to this for some people because obviously Neil Young pulled all his stuff off Spotify.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, it's on Amazon Music. I'm on a free trial. Um, okay. It's okay. Pro- there's probably it's on YouTube. I'm sure. I'm sure. Song by song. Uh, but this is like this is the. He left Reprise Records to to sign with Geffen. David Geffen being like an old friend, former manager, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, I think. Um, and this is the first one he put out, and it's just so out there for Neil Young that it. I like I can't imagine like a hardcore Neil Young fan putting this on. <laughs> Maybe track one they'd Where's be my up there. Yeah, and then track two and all and then three and four and they're like is this whole album sung by robots? <laughs> like he's literally six out of the nine songs he uses a vocoder and a synclavier. So it's like synthesized. There are real drums and real guitar, but like it's a lot of synth. Robot voices. Wait, it's, it's a, insane. It's a s- synclavier. S- what? Synclavier. Synclavier. What is that? It's that like I mean... an early synthesizer. Um, is it like a vocoder? Well, they're separate things. So, like, yeah. I think the synclavier is what makes, like, boops and beeps and stuff. Okay. And, and the vocoder is the thing that actually changes the, and, your voice right, right. and you can change the pitch and stuff like that. Um, but the thing about it is, I am not a hardcore Neil Young fan. Like, I know the classics. I love them. You know, Harvest. Whatever, but I don't have any like personal connection attachment to his style or his songs. So I hear this out of context, like we were talking about, and I'm just like, this is awesome. I can't believe he's pulling this off so well. Because you know, at this time, he was like, he was influenced by craft work, uh, Definitely. he had these new toys, um, he just wanted to, you know, do this weird stuff, and like, I thought it was more. Successful than, for example, Temporary Secretary, as far as like imitating something that he liked mm, okay. and, and pulling it off. Um, but as for the context of the album itself while it was being recorded, there are some like heartwarming and hilarious details. So, okay,
0: I want to hear these heartwarming, hilarious. Well, the heartwarming part hilarity. is, um,
1: and I'm, this is just, you know, I'm the master of uh, reading, yeah, reading Wikipedia, Wikipedia for five yeah, minutes you're good and reciting it. it on yeah. the air,
0: um, Deep as research. opposed to
1: doing any other research at all. Uh, hey, I,
0: I went through the grocery store line and got a yeah. Time Life magazine. True. That's okay. that's more research than I okay. did on this. Right.
1: Uh, but anyway, uh, so... I uh, interviewed Paul
0: McCartney, okay. Okay,
1: yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, well, whatever. I'm glad you didn't quote him at all. <laughs> that would have been too much. That would have been bragging, I yeah. think. Uh, so anyway, he leaves Reprise. He signs with Geffen. David Geffen's like, oh, great. I have Neil Young now. Uh, but what he didn't know, uh, what almost no one knew, is that Neil Young was dealing... Uh, he was... How do they dealing heroin? No, no. His oh. son was born with cerebral palsy. Oh, jeez. Uh, and here's what it says. Uh, he spent much of his waking hours carrying out a therapy program for his young son, Ben. Uh, cerebral palsy, I, I doesn't say how old he was at the time, but uh, unable to speak. Wow. Uh, so the vocoder, he was imagining like oh. a character who or he himself was saying words that you can't necessarily understand uh-huh. because that's how he felt his son must be oh, feeling wow. trying to communicate, oh, but being unable to. Right. Right. And, and the repetitive nature, the sort of like, uh-huh. not disco, but like techno elements sure. uh, were
2: reflective of, that. of the
1: exercises uh-huh. that, you know, they were doing mm-hmm. with his son to try to like teach him how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing has this sort of concept album idea behind it where, he wanted to make like a series of music videos to kind of explain the concept. And it was going to be these robot people at a hospital trying Mm -hmm. to teach a baby how to press a button Mm -hmm. to like, I don't know, say something or whatever. So there's this like kind of personal backstory to it. Wow, I think it's really interesting. Um, But on the funny side, it's just hilarious that this is the first thing he turns into Geffen. And he's like, here you go guys.
0: We signed Neil Young. Yeah. What is this?
1: And uh, even his <laughs> bandmates. Uh, so Pancho San Pedro, the guitar player for Crazy Horse. There's a quote in here. He says, "Cause they played like they recorded the songs like with the band." And he says, "Next thing we knew, Neil stripped all our music off, overdu- overdubbed all this stuff, the vocoder, weird sequencing, and put the synth shit on it." <laughs> That's the whole quote. That's uh, the quote. Good. But on the on the Geffen side. Uh, <laughs> You know he wasn't happy uh, when Neil gave him this. They put it out, whatever. Uh, he said, and then Neil Young said, "Oh well, you know I have got this sort of country album I was thinking about releasing next." And he's like, "No, put out a rock album." <laughs> so that backfired because right. that yeah, album was rock. Everybody's reviled, rocking, reviled, yeah. which is pretty terrible. Yeah. it's like rockabilly covers and a couple originals, but it's like he's dressed like Elvis on the cover. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's bad. And Geffen's like, "That's not what I meant." Jesus. Uh, he sues Neil Young for basically like, like a bait and switch sabotage kind of right. thing uh, because this is he's not like delivering what was understood that he you know that they wanted. Uh, Young countersued him. Uh, there was a settlement, out-of-court settlement, where Neil Young basically won, and then Geffen later apologized to him. I don't know if he you know, found out about the Sun thing or what, but...
0: Did, was, uh, was Mike Love involved in the <laughs> litigation? So. Okay. No,
1: I don't believe so. But the funny okay. thing is, uh, that country album he was talking about was Old Ways, which is actually pretty good, as far as I can tell. Uh, I listened to it a little bit. I dipped into some of these other albums.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know that one very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Kind of better than some of what followed, though. Because, like, Landing on Water came well, after that. That's another that, that one.
1: pretty bad. And I had some comments about the... Or some thoughts about the vocoder. Like, if you listen to Landing on Water... I didn't listen to the whole thing. I just kind of, like, dipped in. And there's a lot of synth, but there's no vocoder, as far as I know. So it's it's a little weird. It's, like, um, in, in con- incongruent. Whereas this album... It, like, if he had done, like, a half step and or a half measure... And done a bunch of synth but then tried to sing with his regular voice it wouldn't have worked the fact that he also did the vocoder and just turned it into this almost completely unnatural sound works and the Mm -hmm. vocoder can can hit notes that he can't hit personally uh and he can like change the tone he doesn't use the same robot voice every time like there'll be one line i think it's in a what's the song computer cowboy like, the first line is, like, this low robot voice, and the next one is this, like, polyphonic, mm-hmm. sort of harmonic thing. Uh, and it, I don't know, it just adds depth. I'm kind of a sucker for vocoder vocals in mm-hmm. general, I think.
0: Wow, uh, just looking at his discography, that whole 80s stretch right. is, like... It's very weird. ...calling for a wilderness mm-hmm. episode. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, oh, 79 definitely,
0: definitely. to uh, 88 from conversation with Neil Young.
1: That? I also think, though, as far as... Um, aside from the uh, you know, stylistic choices, like the melodies are really solid throughout the mm-hmm. whole album. It's it's catchy, it's listenable. I actually like the non-robot songs a lot, too. Um, Which I, are just mostly the first and last, right? Uh, there's one, the beginning aside, too, also. Way, um, yeah, yeah. Hold On to Your Love. Mm.
0: Hold On to Your Love mm. is a 1980s sitcom theme song. <laughs> is it like, really? That, I don't know, oh, okay. that's what it sounds <laughs> like. When, I, when that came on, I was like, this is an 80s sitcom theme song. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I think it's fine. Like an Inca is a little long and repetitive and I actually don't like sample and hold really at all. Cause that's really kind of a drone. Like it kind of goes on and the, the, the CD version, the version of, uh, I was listening to is eight minutes long. Yeah. Like you think it's going to fade out and you're like, what? It's only halfway over. Uh, but other than those, <clears throat> those two, I think it's pretty solid. I like Mr. Soul a lot. Well, that's uh, yeah, his mm-hmm. redo of
2: the old, it was Buffalo Springfield. So. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's why. But even like we are in control <laughs> yeah I, I would say I are. liked the first half more than the second just because it felt a little yeah. more
0: distinctive right um but yeah it, it, it's it's kind of cool um, and, and again with with context now mm-hmm. yeah I, I like that backstory but also oh. I mean here we are synth wa- synth pop new waves making a comeback is that a Delorean on the cover oh, we're hey, going yeah. back in time uh, here it well, is just to do a, the the um sound
2: vision on this. Oh, wait a minute. Sounds like it's time for uh, another one. I thought we were just going to do... That's not legal.
0: uh, That's not legal. (laughs)
2: For another episode of Sound and Vision, part, uh, we've never done two. this before. Uh, two wow. Sound and Vision two sound, in, okay.
0: in uh, one, just, one. That episode. just seems like poor planning. You can't not uh, though, well,
1: with this. So you, you can't. Know, you have, yeah. to, we well, hold, have to. We have to do on, this. Hold on.
0: Hold on. Sound and Vision is where we discuss all things. <laughs> <aesthetic>. Oh, stop <laughs> we've it! Done We're that not already. doing this shtick again. All right. Fine. Everyone knows. <laughs> is uh, so. Is that a Delorean on the cover? Uh, that is a Delorean. Well, I think it's supposed to be. I'm sure it's inspired by. So, so this is
1: low. Uh, obviously, uh, for me, (laughs) look at it, Okay, like this is cyber, cyberpunk sort of landscape. You've got this old 57 Chevy on one side of the road, some DeLorean, like with a, with like a, a dude, a hitchhiker, a human. On that side. On the other side, you got the Delorean-looking thing with some sort of. oh don't, don't forget person. the trees.
2: You got trees and a human. Someone's and a, about to get right, abducted. Paved road. It's the natural world.
1: There's a hologram man trying to get into the Delorean over yeah. here. There's a weird futuristic jet and like dystopian buildings. It, it looks just,
0: like it tells a story. It looks like the artwork backdrop for a pinball machine.
2: Ooh, yeah. Maybe that's why I like it.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I I can live with low. Um, no, it, let's dance. It's at worst a solid let's dance, but
0: uh I can live I don't love the font. Yeah, the fonts hopey. I kinda do. I mean it fits the It fits. It things. fits. Okay, sure, fine. This yeah. fits. Let's dance.
1: <laughs> I can understand a let's dance for sure. But I, I do like it. I'll does I'll, I'll give it low uh, just again, based on how much I You like know the what album.
0: though? I feel like it, it shouldn't be let's dance. This either needs to be a love it or hate it. It needs to either mm-hmm. never yeah, let me down or exactly. it needs to be low. So I let's think that's it. fair. It's it's divisive. These
2: are divisive records. We need to come down on one side, right? They're good or they're not.
0: They're either good or they're, all right. Fine, then well, I'll give it a low. Right. Then I'll give no, it a low. This is this is a new. Sure. we
2: Essentially, consensus. Sure. I'll consensus low. All, all three albums are okay. Yeah. We gave variations of low. Not everybody gave everyone a low. I,
0: but I'm not going to give this album as high marks listening wise to, as the others, just because maybe I'm not ready for it yet. <laughs> And maybe it will grow on me as I listen to well, it more. The robot thing—is it partially because maybe you are a Neil Young fan
1: and you would prefer his folky stuff, or uh, maybe? Okay, I,
0: I, but I'm open. I'm open sure. to obviously, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. sure. But I, I mean, I guess that's probably the first thing. I, I admire—I I admire the weirdness of, of sure. the cover and the and the uh, the kitschiness of it—is kind of like fascinating to like turn my head sideways a little bit as the (laughs) the album is daring me to do and be like what the it's kind of cool
2: i uh i like this one um i'm in a similar spot i think maybe is glenn um in that of the three this is my least favorite but i also still like it i i think Mm -hmm. it is a cool record um, from an artist who I, I have great admiration for, and I think it's one that will grow on me. It, it's the yep. one that I was definitely the least familiar with mm-hmm. coming into this. Um, I, you know, yeah. heard it on, you know, by listening to YouTube because for a long time it just simply wasn't available. Oh, Okay. Um,
0: well, and and let this be a lesson is what I'm saying is sometimes those albums that we wrote off initially give it some time. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, like. You know, things come in waves and cycles and trends turn around. And this is this is why sometimes it's time to go back and reevaluate some of those. Definitely.
2: Yeah, I hadn't, like I said, really uh-huh. given it much of an intentionalism before. I, I went and found a copy of it at Crossroads. My problem is that the first song, like the disc has a slight warp. on oh, no. So the first song skips every rotation. <laughs> uh, and I thought I heard like, and maybe I'm just imagining this. Uh, maybe it's some product of my fucked up version of the record but he like uses the guitar riff from harvest moon right on that first oh, song i'm not familiar da- with that one. Oh, yeah. i, I oh, think that he that repurposed is? that i guess okay. a decade later on harvest moon which is an amazing yeah. song great song but anyway uh like yeah this is this is a cool record i think it'll grow i don't think i'm gonna ever get to the point where i think oh this is a hidden classic like <laughs> i do with love you and maybe even mccartney but it, it's cool
0: but it's interesting just looking at the discography on, like, uh, Rate Your Music, you've got a bunch of bold albums before and after, mm-hmm. uh, and then this, like, swath this in one, the 80s. Well, yeah. like.
2: Neil, Neil Young's 80s, I mean, his 70s are the stuff of legend, maybe only surpassed by, you know, David Bowie in terms of the 70s, but yeah, his, his 80s are as, pretty,
0: as maybe are similar with multiple artists, but again... That's not to say that there can't be pleasure drawn from from these albums.
2: Well, I, I think yeah. that uh, that talk about doing a um, a wilderness on Neil Young in the eighties is something we need to investigate. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's plenty of material. Yeah, it looks yeah. like
2: there's what uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, culminating with Freedom, which was sort of like this big comeback record. This, okay. That's the one with Keep On Rockin' in the Free World, oh which, right, but of that, course, is now legally required to be yeah. um, played anytime that there's more than six musicians on a the stage. Right. Uh, well, in a couple of those late 80s albums, he's back on
1: reprise, right? He goes back at some point. Yes. Like 88. Is
0: that why he does Neil Young in the Blue Notes? Is that like a label switch? Oh, maybe Well, uh,
2: this notes for you was sort of a, a commentary on that whole, like... Um, I don't know subverting expectations uh, okay. sort of thing right I, I, at least I think that, sure. that was sort of oh, a notorious yeah. uh, song which he also does like sort of this kiss off of all the mm. like advertisement using songs by by you know pop artists and stuff like that but, I
0: mean I've never heard it but I can see myself digging everybody's rockin'
2: it's it's not it's pretty rough yeah and again maybe I don't know I've only heard it probably once and and decided I didn't need to hear it again But I don't know I'm kind
0: of fond of Wanda <laughs> uh, maybe
2: alright I think we got a wilderness coming up then <sighs> alright uh, final thoughts on trans it's good yeah it's good sure. <laughs> I, I sure. can live with that. All right.
0: Let's go play some pinball.
2: We, we kind of find ourselves, I guess, uh, in, in a more of a middle ground maybe with this one yeah. in the sense that it's not divisive. It seems like oh, even see. though yeah, you yeah, kind yeah. of liked a lot of mm-hmm. the I, other ones, you're like, oh, okay, these are sort of divisive. Whereas this one just sort of seems like it maybe never belonged in that really divisive. Like, it's not bad. It's I don't hard. know. It's pretty weird. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely pretty weird. weird. And yeah. I, could see people, I could see certain people no, see hating it. No, it's totally it, a WTF yeah. album. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, it's definitely it. a WTF. Especially somebody I don't who I think you're wants... going to find a lot of people saying, oh, this is a hidden masterpiece. I got well, And a lot of people yeah, saying, oh, yeah. this is just complete, total trash. Maybe. I'm probably
1: the closest to the hidden masterpiece level that maybe someone could get. Because, like, it's... I don't... No one's out there, like... Sample and whole. <laughs> like singing along to that or anything. So I don't know.
0: But the backstory the first quarter the experimentation.
1: The yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
2: Uh,
1: it's good stuff. But I do like I like the
2: high points a lot.
1: Yeah. So All right, yeah. All
2: right. Well, hey, uh we're gonna take one more break and we'll come back to wrap it all up here in just a minute. back on the strange currencies podcast to close it all up uh, three WTF albums uh, and hey yeah I, I think these yeah. are three worth your time records yeah, sure bare yeah, minimum. Do it. check them out yeah alright uh, S- solid yeah another solid flawless episode, episode. Yes. yeah we're doing yeah. it two, two episodes of, of sound and vision within it that, that's crazy a yeah. lot of content a lot yeah. of content yeah.
1: hey,
0: I'm ready to good go good value yeah Speaking of, co- I'm ready to go get a Choco Taco, and is that possible? Are there any, like, I laying mean, around? I probably around? a
2: run on them, yeah. And mm-hmm. the probably. stores are
0: are all gone. Eat them now. Yeah. Or make your way to salt and straw
1: Or just have a regular taco.
0: Uh, put some chocolate it's sauce a, on it.
1: It's too hot out for a regular yeah, taco it's right too now. too hot. know how to do that. Although the the salt and straw choco taco has uh, ancho chili in the ice cream. so
0: (gasps) It has a little Little bit of spice to it there too. Apparently. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, I might be too on the nose, but all right. Sure.
1: Yeah. and on a hot day. You don't really want to eat spice, but I'm sure it's tempered by all the the dairy. I'm sure sure. it tastes good. Anyway, sponsor us. Salt and straw.
0: And yerba mate. (laughs) (laughs) Guayaki.
2: All right. Well, hey, uh, we are uh, Done, apparently. End of episode. And, are, end we of, doing,
0: are we still doing Are um, we Garage Rock? Garage Rock Summer, summer? Yeah. yeah. Let's do New it. New
2: content out there every week.
0: StrangeCurrenciesMusic.com. Mm-hmm. Make mm-hmm. it happen. The liner notes, um, numero. We'll, we'll keep we're, you posted. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to call. The phone lines are open. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, hey, the uh, Strange Currencies Podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Glenn.
2: Tim. <clears throat> Me, Tim. Ooh.